Shorty's way in my way. Sure look good to me. Why would you please swing in my way? Shorty's way in my way. Yeah. What the deal, y'all? Yo, it's poppin'. It's your man. It's the one and only, the most incredible. You're now tuned to the Father Monk and Greatest. It's your boy, Young H.O. in the building. Young Dino in the building. It's your man, Dade Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Back here. Welcome, y'all, on this this wonderful spring afternoon. The weather's finally broken. The weather's finally for the market broken. Hopefully for good. Right? Now we can welcome the summer and the Zika virus. Carried by mosquitoes. Haven't you been waiting, don't you know? Yeah, man, uh, finally warm. I don't know where, where you all are, but uh, in New York City, we finally have uh, a, a spring day. Actually, you're on the verge of summer. Um, if you're in Houston, stay dry. I understand y'all were getting three three inches an hour. hey that's what she said. Hmm? Hmm? Is this thing on? Sorry, that was dirty. Uh, shout out to uh, All Things Comedy. That's the network. All Things Comedy is the network. Check out some of our homies over there. Where my homies come around my way. Come around my way. Check out Ian, Ian Edwards, soccer comic Rand, and Dean Del Rey and his Del Razors on Let There Be Talk, man. Brian Scalero and uh, so many other wonderful podcasts on the All Things Comedy Network, man. Check them out. And, um,. And obviously with the Father Muck Protocol, you're here, man. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode, man. Hope y'all y'all had fun with the Father Muck Pitch episode last week and you enjoyed and maybe even maybe even got some insight. You learned something. Hmm? Maybe you did. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't, but maybe maybe you did. Huh? And maybe we can give you some some further mucking insight or something else this week. You know, I always appreciate the uh the feedback, so make sure you leave some comments. Uh make sure you leave uh uh tell a friend and and, and tell a friend and tell a friend and subscribe subscribe. Make sure you subscribe, eh? Make sure you subscribe, make sure you download. Make sure you do everything uh, necessary so you get this further mucking flavor in your further mucking life, fam. You feel me? Gia. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, and you know what? Uh, shout out to my man. <laughs> my man B. Rich said I should spit during the intro music. Not a bad idea. You know what the problem with that is? Sometimes I don't add the, the, the uh, music until after podcast like usually i i i uh add the music afterwards but you know what maybe i do need to prepare a high 16 maybe i'll do that uh you know what i might actually do that next week damn next week i forgot i'm going on a cruise i'm leaving for another ship it's been so long it seems like forever since we were on somebody's boat big barnacle barge but yeah we're going back on the boat We'll be back at somewhere beyond the somewhere beyond the sea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh but you know what I'll I'll have to 
I have to get an episode maybe uploaded. See, I, I think I explained to y'all. For those that don't know, when I'm at sea, the the Wi-Fi is horrendous. And uploading prior to leaving is always challenging because okay, to explain how uh how SoundCloud works, it'd be nice if you could you could uh put it in the can. Technically you can. I can I can upload to SoundCloud and then just have someone click from uh from private to public. The problem with that, the problem that arises is when we do that, um it's sort of already in the queue. So say for instance, I load my joint up, I leave I think next Sunday. Say say I load my joint up on Saturday prior to me leaving. And then I release it on Monday, right? By the time everyone releases their podcast and then I release mine, even though I might release mine at three o'clock on a Monday afternoon, it was already in. And so when All Things Comedy releases it, uh, their their system reads it as it being uploaded on Saturday. So it goes in their queue from Saturday, Right. So anyone that's loaded anything up from Saturday through Monday will be ahead of whenever I loaded mine up on Saturday. Not when I release it to the public on these are these are things you all could give a damn about. And I'm sorry, but there's one of you. One of you out there is a technical geek that's like exactly. And what you need to do in order to uh, circumvent that is. And I'm happy to take any information that any of you might have. Uh, how about that? Can we uh, can we get to it? Huh? Can we can we can we dive right in? Did did y'all see? Did y'all see Kobe? Can we just address Kobe Bryant? Can we address Black Mamba? Can we address the Black Mamba? Yo, okay, so so for those that may not follow basketball, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, aka Black Mamba, he was named as such or his nicknamed as such because he um he got it, I think, from Kill Bill Volume One. Actually, it was in Volume Two, but uh, where they focused on the Black Mamba, but uh, it was it was mentioned in Volume One. So he got it from the Kill Bill uh, trilogy because Black Mamba is a is a deadly snake, and uh, and I guess that's uh, I don't know if Kobe wanted to really uh, can compare himself to a snake, considering that whole uh, issue in Denver, and and uh, calling out Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> what was messed up about it, right? Is that I right, so he got Kobe essentially got busted, uh fooling with uh fooling around uh behind his wife's back and what made it worse was uh I think it was it revolved I think it involved sodomy, which means he's trying to get up in somebody's booty. <laughs> so childish that i'm laughing but it's funny because the black mamba was trying to get in that back mamba <laughs> and uh and kobe um well kobe was 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 caught and uh tried and uh and during it all this is back years ago when uh he and shaq were teammates and this fool had the nerve to say well well shaq does it too everybody does it it's a Brit. He broke guy code, right? Guy code says, "Hey, man, if uh if you you got caught doing dirt, you go down on your own. Don't don't pull everybody else down into your void vortex 
of, of chaos. You know, you're supposed to just take that L. You're not supposed to point fingers. <laughs> Similar to, uh, geez, the Lakers just keep having issues, just like uh, recently with, uh, with geez, I can't think of anybody's name right now, but the short, son that's, that's dating uh, Iggy Azalea, Gage, and her. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, which is interesting because Shaq was actually at Kobe's final game. Kobe played his final game. He's played for 20 years with the L.A. Lakers, which which is unheard of. First time in NBA history someone's played 20 years with the same team. I I explained to my uh my my ch- my children's about this why that's impressive is because most players for the most part um become journeymen. And by that for they just they you know the NBA most most professional uh you know sports leagues are are not about loyalty and are really about the bottom bottom line which is that dollar and most most players even though most players want to play for the same team you know, everybody would love to have such a blessed and charmed career where they played for the same team for their entire career let alone 20 years 20 years is 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 unheard of i mean jordan Jordan even eventually wound up playing for, uh, you know, Washington, the Washington Wizards. I was going to say the Washington Bullets, but that would age me. Uh, He played for the Wizards, which no one even really remembers that era because Jordan was not at his peak, was not at his pinnacle. And some might say it was a little embarrassing to watch, uh, watch Michael Jordan you know, play for another team because he he became synonymous with the Chicago Bulls. And when you think Chicago Bulls, you think Michael Jordan. So, um, you know, Kobe played at a high school like like looking at the layers of it. He played he played for the same team for 20 years. He came straight out of high school. Um, what was it? Lower Marion. Um and went straight to the NBA and became this, uh, I mean, you know, the term beast is overused way too often in uh, in the realm, actually in the world, just in general, whether it's regarding, uh, you know, ball players or even comedians. Like, I, I don't like when people like, yo, yo, Dean was a beast. It, or let me clarify. I appreciate it. <laughs> I uh I do appreciate hearing um hearing such uh such uh praise and adornment, but realistically, man, you know, somebody's a beast that constantly is elevating and pushing it and destroying in whatever field they are. You know, do do I feel like I might have beast moments? Yeah, okay, I'll take that. There are times when I feel like I, you know, I put my foot in them. But there are also things I could do uh, that I could do to step up my game. But, like, looking at some of Kobe's stats, I think all right, he was a five-time NBA champion. That means he won five rings. Jordan has six. Uh, Phil Jackson has 11. I think a couple as coach, actually. A couple as player, a couple as coach. Um let's see. Uh he also he also was two time NBA Finals MVP. Shout out the Lakers. I'm I'm a Lakers fan. For those that don't know, 
I've been a Lakers fan since since James Worthy. You feel me? James, Kareem, and Magic, the dream. Right? Uh, two-time scoring champion, 17-time NBA All-Star MVP, 15 times All-NBA team, 12-time All-Defensive team, one-time slam dunk contest champ, two-time Best NBA Player ESPY Award, two-time U.S. Olympic gold medal winner, most seasons played, this is the one that's most impressive to me, most seasons played on a single franchise. He had a total of 32,638 career total points. That's more than Michael Jordan, just so you know, but he also played in the league longer. He started in the league uh, younger, and uh, and so therefore it was. It's, it's very feasible for him to have scored more than Jordan. 81, scored 81 points in a single game, son. 2,832 points in a single season, third NBA all-time scoring leader, 125 times he scored 40-plus, which is insanity. That's 125. This dude, 125 times, dropped 40-plus points, right? 26 times he dropped 50-plus. Five times he dropped 60-plus, and once he scored 80-plus, and then he had uh, 36 game-winning shots, you know? So you got to... Got to respect even even because I posted something up on on his uh, on his final game. Right. Came home from watching uh, chaperoning a uh, a basketball game. Right. Um, We they they won the championship. So the school uh, actually one of the parents at the school um, has, I guess, season tickets and got got tickets for the team to go uh, go check out the. Check out Brooklyn Nets final. Actually, I was gonna say final home home season game, but it was their final game for the year. All of my teams are out of the playoffs: <laughs> the Lakers, the Knicks, and the uh, Nets. In that order, those are my teams, and they're all on the bench. <laughs> my kids asked me, "So what do they do during the playoffs?" I was like, "They watch like me and you." All right. So, so for about two months in the year. Carmelo Anthony is just like you and I. He's human, and he becomes a fan of the game, you know. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so we uh, go to the game, and then that night, Kobe and them were playing their final game. The uh, and also shout out to shout out to Golden State because they won their seventy third game. Uh, surpassing the Bulls for the uh, most games won single season. I think their record seventy three and nine. That's think about how insane that even sounds. That you you only lost you lost nine games out of the uh, eighty two games you played in a single season uh, regular season. You you only lost nine of those. That's insanity, right? That's like as well every. <laughs> once not even once a week that's crazy son uh so definitely definite respect to uh to to golden state but wednesday night was about kobe um i came home the lakers were down right i came home the lakers were down uh and i don't know what happened kobe uh you know the spirits the universe god decided you know we're gonna give you 
we're going to give you one more so you can go out with a bang so that people can stop comparing you to uh, Michael Jordan. And first, they, they were wondering if he would make 40 because he was, he was only supposed to play about 30, I think, 32 or 36 minutes for the game. But son, uh, son was, was in the zone. Next thing I know, he passed 40. Next thing I know, he had 51 points. Uh, then it within a blink it went to fifty three. Then he had a three pointer. It was fifty six points. Then he then he hit uh another. It was fifty eight, and then he scored. His final two shots were on free throws, which I thought was extremely classy. Um, for all for all the students of the game. You know, and anyone that's ever played organized basketball knows that your coach is always going to ream you and ride you about hitting your free throws because it's free points. It's, 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 if you can hit it, if you can hit your free throws, it's free. That's why it's cool that it's, they're free points, man. All you got to do is hit them. And so I thought it was, uh, it was nice that, you know, in a, in a career that's filled with too numerous uh, to count uh, highlights, you know, from, you know, ridiculous three point shots to double clutch, uh, reverse slam dunks. I thought it was nice to see him go out by hitting two, uh, two free through free throws and bring his point total in one game to 60. I just thought it was, uh, it was dope for basketball, you know, um, some people, but you know, there's always somebody, there's always somebody, you know, something fly to say because, uh, you know, I posted something and and uh who uh my friend Yumi <laughs> shout out to Yumi. She actually uh wrote something on my post. She was like, Ew, Kobe. Now I ask you the fans, you all at what point do we let go? Do we do we say, Okay, you know what? In this one moment we gotta release release our hate? Because Kobe actually thrived off of people as a ball player, he thrived off of people's, uh, you know, animosity and 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 vitriol towards him. You know that that made him play harder. He, there was even a commercial, um, I think it might have been for Nike, or Nike, sorry, where he was conducting people singing and singing his his downfall and and saying how much they hate him, which I thought was clever. It was interesting, but also clever. Um, and uh, but, you know, the fact that Shaquille O'Neal was there and gave him dap and even I think might have said Kobe's the greatest Laker ever. I, I, I ain't going to agree with that. I understand um, why Sha- Shaquille would say that, because he actually played with uh, Kobe versus, uh, say, playing with Magic. I mean, a lot of people say Kareem was the greatest Laker ever. Um, my, who do I say? Is it Kareem or Magic? Man, that's a tough one because I came up during that era where, where you know, they sort of win the back-to-back championships, uh, you know, and then play the bad boys in the finals a year later. Uh, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what? I'm going to have to say, see, because we live in an era of highlights, you know, but but Kareem had that sky hook that nobody could stop, you know like that, that sky hook. It wasn't even actually when executed properly. It it was actually a thing to behold. But that sky hook, man, was just. This, I'm gonna give it to Kareem. 
Because even Magic emulated Kareem's skyhook. He had the mini skyhook, but Kareem had the official. So I'm going to have, I'm going to say that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcinda from from the BX, is my man. Uh, My man, 50 Grand, Lou Alcinda, a.k.a. better known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who's the greatest is the greatest Laker that ever lived. That's right. I, I said it. You got beef? Yo, so somebody put up uh yo, is it me or does uh old dirty bastard just get you hype? This is on a side note. I heard uh somebody posted a picture of uh, a video, part of a video of uh old dirty bastard's Brooklyn Zoo. Yo, I feel like hitting somebody. I reposted it because I felt I was like I want somebody else to feel as angry as I do, because it 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 gets you hyped, son. I mean, no, you gonna tell me that that this don't get you? Another mother hard rock, stacking on the rack and the rolls what you lack. You wanna react? Bring it on back. Shame on you when you step through to the old dirty bastard, Brooklyn Zoo. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh huh. Hopefully, no one. Uh, hopefully, young dirty bastard doesn't uh, sue me for copyright infringement. I apologize. I just your your father uh, gets me in a mood, man. Right now, my my look at what are you doing, Dean? My fist is curled up right now. My right fist is curled up, and my 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 left hand is bouncing on my left knee because I really. <laughs> Won't hurt somebody right now. Energy building, taking all types of medicine. Yo, I thought you were better than a son. Had a question. My man Jason Andor's brother actually answered the uh, answer my question. Um, but I remember, as a matter of fact, Ed Lover questioned it. There's a lyric where he says, where ODB says. Energy building, taking all types of medicine. Your ass thought you were better than? And I always thought he said energy building, comma, taking all types of medicine. Your ass thought you were better than. But then I remember Ed Lover when he used to have his old show on uh, on Power 105. It might have even been further back than that when he was still on Hot 97. I remember him saying that... Um, that it was energy building. As a matter of fact, he was like energy building, and then they were saying it was some Brooklyn uh, lingo because a G building was a certain type of building, which was weird to me. I I ain't never heard of that. Um, but I I think they actually even put that if you go to uh, Brooklyn Zoo lyrics online, Brooklyn Zoo lyrics. Yeah, Brooklyn Zoo lyrics online. I think it actually says, yeah. In in oh, this says I'm I'm the one man army. I'm the one man army A son. I've never been taken out. I keep MCs looking out. I drop science like Cosby dropping babies. Cosby? I didn't know it was Cosby. Enough to make a go crazy. And then it says in the G building taking on. I don't think it was in the G building. That just sounds weird. It wasn't even the. It was, if it's if it's a G, in a, if it if it said in a G building, I would have gone with it. But it's there's someone actually put in the it's in the G building. Actually, they're they're about 
11, 11 buildings uh, going from uh, A through uh, L. Is that is that 11? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, hey, L. I was off by one. It was K. I should have said K first. I thought about K, but I guess I didn't trust myself. And so I'm wrong. I'm sorry. So, so me. Uh, yeah, I think it was energy building. That's what I said. Energy building. Taking all types of medicine. Go listen. Go listen for yourself. If you're doing nothing else with your life right now, uh, don't don't pause this podcast. Don't interrupt if you're listening on your phone or if you're listening uh, in your car or whatever you do, wherever you listen. Don't interrupt this podcast. But after the podcast, go ahead and and, and go to YouTube and listen to uh, Brooklyn Zoo by Old Dirty Bastard, and and and, and let the let the girl at the beginning. Make you want to smack somebody in the in the air. <laughs> burn that pussy right now! Burn that pussy. <laughs> I just think, uh oh, tickle me, Elmo. I do. All right. So anyway, tomorrow's the uh, the the uh, it's time to vote. Are you are you with Hillary or are you gonna feel the burn? Are you gonna feel the burn with Bernie? Or are you gonna vote for 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 Hillary Clinton? Uh, it's funny because um, a lot of lot of lot of black people have decided that uh, they'll that will vote for Bernie. They feel is progressive, but they ain't voting for Hillary because uh, they they feel like you know historically the uh, Clintons weren't all that uh, great to people of color. A lot a lot of people, and I spoke to one brother in the gym this morning. A lot of people just feel they can't trust Hillary Clinton, which is interesting. But I also understand because no one likes politicians that flip flop. And I always think about I remember when uh, when President uh, Obama was still running against her. And so I recall I remember saying to myself that she didn't dispute the whole birther movement that was trying to say he wasn't uh, born and he wasn't a, an actual American citizen. I just thought, Petty, Petty, you know, you know he is. So why are you don't 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 fall for don't fall for their tricks, you know, um, who am I going to vote for? None, none of your business. Mind your business, man. Mind your business. That ain't, that ain't that ain't in your face. That ain't about about what I do. It's about what you do. Are you gonna rock? Are you gonna rock thine vote? I hope you do. Exercise your democratic uh, power by rocking thy vote. Going. They need to redo the system, man. You know what? Leave it up to me. Um, the the whole vote. I remember Eddie Murphy said, uh, "Man, you don't know what what they do with your vote. They just send you in that." In, in that uh, with the curtains, and then you you pull the lever. You don't know where those votes go, <laughs> and it's true. You really don't. But the, the same way, when you give money, you hope that it goes to the right people. That's I think that's why many people vote because they hope they hope and believe. I like to believe that what they're saying counts, even if it doesn't. You know, many people say it really doesn't, but people need hope in order to live, man. 
you know, is it's, it's well, people that people that don't believe in voting are like uh, similar, in my opinion, or similar to when atheists you have everybody has that one friend that's an atheist or agnostic and, and looks at you like you're wrong because you do uh, believe in God or believe in a higher power. And so when you do believe in a higher power, they just kind of look at you sideways like, oh, OK, if you believe in the in the man in the sky that you've never seen. <laughs> people want to have hope, man. You got to let people have hope and, and believe in what they believe in. Um, don't force your beliefs on them. If, if, if you choose not to, then that's on you and, and more power to you. You know, that's, you ever given money. You ever give money to uh, somebody? Let's talk about this last week. I remember, I might have, but to me it's funny. You ever give money on the subway, give money to a homeless person, and then they look at you like like something's wrong with you? Everybody on the train will look at you like, ah, so you're just going to give out and give free money. And but But you gave it out of kindness of your heart, saying to yourself, you know what? Uh, I, that's what I chose to do with my money. But then after you hand somebody like money, then when they walk off, you kind of look up and people are kind of like looking at you like, this dude, what is this dude doing? The hell, son, you messing up the learning curve, son. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Just robbing the E. And there's at least a thousand others like me mobbing the street. When we starve and we eat, whatever's there, Come on, you know the code in the street, whatever's fair. Yeah. Had a uh had another meeting with the same production company. Uh and invited Vessi along. Actually they, they wanted to meet Vessi, um, which is good. They wanted to meet a couple of my friends and they settled on uh Vessi, so uh y'all stay tuned. Because uh Vessie and I have good good chemistry, and so because of that, that uh, actually works in our favor. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a show on television in the uh, in the fall. It's very it's very preliminary right now. Just so you all know, um, I also just uh, I booked. Um, so here's the thing, right? So a comic friend of mine, he books me for a gig, right? Now, he called me and booked me for the gig. He's my man, 50 grand. So I said, all right, I'll do it, whatever. He told me what the money was. I was like, all right, whatever. It's my friend, you know. I've known him for, since he started his career. We've known each other for a long time. So he asked me to do the gig. And then fast forward about two weeks, and one of the promoters, or the promoter of the show, hit me She'll be on social media and uh, tells me where the show is. And once I find out where the show is, it's uh, and realize it's at it's at a club that I've actually performed at before. It's not in New York uh, City. Well, it is in New York City, but it's uh, it's it's further away than expected, right? So there's a toll or two involved. So I. Uh, once I find out it's at that same space, I realize, oh damn, I, uh, I I don't know if I could do this gig. Not because I don't want to do the gig, but because I agreed to do it at 
at this amount because it was my man show. But now I realize it's at this place that I've done before and I can't do it and lower my price um, because it's because if I do, then when the other person that booked me there previously wants to do it, there's no justification for him to honor uh, how much I earned last time. Feel me? So. I was like, oh, you know what? I got to call this. I call, I call my man. He said, ah, right, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I totally understand. And, 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 and I appreciate you letting me know. But uh, I say you just call the promoter. So I call the promoter. Um, or I plan to call the promoter. I forget. And then uh, <laughs> and then I get booked in Seattle. <laughs> my, my, my agent booked, it, booked me in Seattle. Now, here's the thing y'all have to understand. Right, general protocol uh, from from protocol for all those that don't know. Always go with the gig that your representatives get you. Right now, why do I say that? Because there there are going to be times where you might have something that you booked um, that might be paying more. But if your if your suits if your agents book book you in a gig, you want to take it. Because chances are they hustled to get you that gig, and you want to take the gig be- knowing that uh, that it could lead to them booking you for other stuff. Especially, I mean, if you're newer. Like, that's not to say I've never said no to gigs. There are gigs that my agent might reach out to me for, and I just can't do them because of uh, you know scheduling conflicts, whether it's with my family or whether it's uh, just something I already had planned or booked. Um, but generally speaking, for the most part, I if my agency's calling me, I'm gonna take the gig. So, and this was a new venue; I'd never done this, uh, this casino up in uh, up in Auburn, Washington. It sounds far, and so I said, "Yeah, I'd love to uh, love to come up there and, and rock out and knock out some." Uh, I'm doing that on June first. Instead of going to do this gig. So I called the promoter today. <laughs> I called the today. Uh, he hit me back when he was free. We played phone tag a couple of times. And he uh, he starts off with, man, I'm, yo, I'm a big fan. I'm not just a promoter, man. I'm a fan and, and doing great things. And, 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 you know, I appreciate you saying yes to do this gig, man. I see you just did something with... Uh, with my man, uh, was it Howie out of Detroit, Howie Bell, and, and, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it actually I had to cancel that because uh, I had a prior engagement. He was like, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that happens, you know. Sometimes we, you know, when, when comics get booked for other things, you know, they're paying y'all real money. I totally understand it. And in my mind, all I could think was, well, it's funny you would say that. Uh, but I felt bad because he, he was bigging me up. And give me dap and praise me so well. But he was real cool. He was understandable. Uh, he asked me to, uh, or he told me he appreciated me letting him know in advance. Because sometimes comics will do that. Sometimes, sometimes you forget to cancel. And sometimes, and some of us are, are uh, have had this experience where you don't call because you're annoyed or angry with the promoter. <laughs> So unprofessional. <laughs> That's so crimey to not uh to not respond properly. Um 
but um yeah i mean you know there's this press professional courtesy man this is, that's protocol too you know you just have to if someone booked you in advance even if you you decide you don't want to do it let them know with enough time in advance so that they can fill that slot you know i know some people might listen some other comics might say you know what you know promoters or club owners kind of annoying because they act like there's ever a shortage of comics which is true <laughs> You know, sometimes, and I've had that happen with uh, with the clubs in New York where I'm booked, you know, on a weekend, you know, and then uh, I get booked on the road for better money somewhere else. I got canceled, and they complain with, oh, man, what are we going to do now? You're going to find another comic. As a matter of fact, there are probably five comics sitting in the club right now on a Tuesday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon that would love to do that slot. Now, will they be able to do what I do? No. And so I understand you being a little disappointed, but you got to move on. You got to suck it up and drive on, fam. Can't get mad at me. I got to pay, pay these bills, pay this mortgage. Huh? You, 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 you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, um... I was trying not to, I'm not, first off, let me just say, I am not throwing Lauren Hill under the bus, okay? Not going to do that, because just like all of y'all, I love Lauren Hill, man. And actually, we miss Lauren. We miss what she did and what she brought to the game. However, if you have a concert... And you know you're not going to come out until 12.30 a.m. in the morning after people have been sitting there since 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 p.m. the evening before. Uh, let a brother or sister know. That's all. That's all. That's all I ask. Lauren just played at the King's Theater in uh, Brooklyn. We, uh, some friends had tickets, some extra tickets, asked if we wanted to go, of course, it's Lauren. Then, uh, friends actually told me, yeah, you know what, um, actually Hugh specifically said, yeah, I heard she doesn't come out too real late, she's been doing that a lot lately. And another friend tells me, uh, um, that she, she's in some sort of legal drama with regards to the miseducation of Lauren Hill and so because of that she cannot play album versions of the songs that we all know the songs that we all love so that means instead of hearing uh x factor you might hear z factor instead of lost ones you might hear uh you know, missing ones. You know, I'm just being silly. But bottom line, she can't play the songs in the arrangements. Now, she has a full band. She has uh, dancers. Lauren actually seems like she picked right up where MC Hammer left off as far as employing the entire black community. Because <laughs> she has somebody, everybody on that stage. Oh, you know who's on there? Playing keys for the dude that was on making the band when when puffy i'm sorry when diddy was was uh doing uh last train to paris and there was this tall lanky white dude 
with glasses and he was he actually was playing keys for her, if I'm not mistaken. She had, her band was fire when they eventually got out there. We didn't even go in. We got there like nine thirty, sat out for an hour, ran into a bunch of people that we had known. Shout out to uh Dickie Pielu and Keita and Mags and um whoever else we saw. But you know, it was, it was just a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people out. Um, there's there's a diasporic art show that uh, Lauren's curating, you know. And, and so it was a nice feeling, nice vibe. But damn, eight, eight opening acts, dog? Eight, Lauren? Craig, Craig, come on, Craig, Chris, come on. It was just a lot. It was a lot of show. As a matter of fact, she didn't come out at 1230. She came out at about 1250 a.m. So fortunately for us, we didn't get there till about. We got there, I'm going to say around 930. We didn't go inside until about 1030, 1040 or so. And it was still a long wait. We waited another two hours in our seats. And ate popcorn and and eight dollar uh, peanut M and M's. Why? Because well, they jacked the price up in in venues, which is amazing. And then when Lauren goes on stage, she's doing songs. First, she's doing songs off the Unplugged album, right? Now, no disrespect. I mean, I. I still don't know most of the songs on the Unplugged album. I ain't gonna front. Uh, I remember, I think I might have only listened to that album once or twice. Wasn't blown away, but I was excited because it was Lauren, you know? You know, I, want, I wanted, I wanted Ooh La La La, Fuji La. You know, I wanted, I wanted, uh, you know, Lost Ones. I wanted Tell Him, but she had an acoustic guitar. That, that should have been uh, giving us a hint of what was to come. Anytime you see somebody you're not used to seeing playing a guitar, sitting on stage with a guitar in their lap, usually you know your face is going to have that sort of, oh, okay. Oh, she's a musician now. Okay, all right. Are you, so you're going to, no, you're, gonna, you're not going to rap the way we, okay. Are you going to, no, okay. All right. And so we didn't see Lauren. The show started what 1250 her show started she eventually made her way to the stage probably 1255 after the dancers she, the, the 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 dancers of zamunda danced down the aisles i mean it looked straight up like coming to america it was just a lot it was a lot happening she came out started saying her mic was was messed up her mic was low so we couldn't hear her clearly then uh I recognized to get some reciprocity. And I was like, oh, she's singing. Okay, that is uh, X Factor. But that's not the way I'm used to hearing it. And then we just spent the next 45 minutes trying to follow along. But the songs, like I said, she was doing new versions of them. And so they were hard to follow and figure out. Which was unfortunate. Somebody asked me, what grade would you give it? Um, 
Well, first of all, I think it's abusing your power. It's abusive towards your fans, the people who came out to see you to uh, to make people wait. This is just four plus hours, man. I heard a story about uh, she showed up late somewhere and the crowd booed her. And the drummer, her drummer actually held up a sign saying, I was on time. <laughs> well, good. You know, he was on time. So don't don't be mad at him because they mad at you. You know, I wonder if he's still the same drummer. I think that's funny. Yeah, so what grade would I give Lauren Hill L Boogie? Because, okay, you know what? By the time she started getting into the songs we know, she then... Read like clockwork. The songs that she did do, she did Fuji's track. She did uh, how many MCs? She did uh, um, or is it how many mics? Whichever. She did that song. She did Ready or Not. She did uh, um, Fuji La, obviously. Um, she did Killing Me Softly. And then she she probably did about. Four, maybe five songs off of Miseducation, but they were all sort of remixed. And and some of them were like really good remixes. Um, you just couldn't hear her. So I got to take so I got to take points off of that. I got to take points off for us waiting so long. I'm going to say L Boogie at the King's Theater should have been an A minus. But. uh I'm gonna knock it down to about a C C plus. Cause that mic was just funky, man. It's not her fault. But it's her fault. You feel me? Um, so yeah, but hey, if you feel brave and you see Lauren Hill coming to your t- coming to your town, then uh go, go get a nap in, right? Take a nap. And then then go to the concert. The concert starts say eight. Show up at 10 30 11 o'clock that way you won't have time to be vexed like the uh two two little west indian girls that were dancing to everything they were having a good time i could appreciate that and i had a good time i just you know what it took me as well as the entire audience a little while for her to get back in our good graces i mean obviously when she came out everyone was excited because we've been waiting so long but people were also still a little tight. I saw a lot of people with their arms crossed for the first half of that concert. She did probably about an hour and a half, hour 20. And people were open towards that. We bounced because we didn't want to get caught in the uh, in the traffic rush. So, you feel it. You feel me. You know it. You, you know where I'm going with this, man. So, check her out if you get a chance and you get a nap. All right? It's been the Father Muffin Protocol, man. So I had to have some good times uh, with y'all. I hope y'all listen and, and understand everything that I'm saying, man. Follow me on all things social media at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Feel me? Um, if you are in the Washington, if you are in the Washington area next month, y'all can catch me on the first at Muckleshoot Casino Lounge. Muckle shoot. That's an interesting name. One of the best names in America. Uh, Muckle shoot casino lounge or Muckle shoot casino lounge Auburn Way South. 
2402 Orange Way South. And uh, you want to order tickets, you're out there, 253-804-4444. Um, it's your man, Dean Edwards, All Things Comedy. It's the Father Mother Protocol, man. We'll catch you out next week. Thanks for riding with me. Ride or die. I don't want you to die. All right? Ride with me. Don't die. Ride with me. Don't die with me. Two fingers, y'all. Y'all be easy. Be easy.